So Belmala. Hold up. Did I say? You, did I hear you say there was a, a civil war in Ethiopia? Yeah, there there was one. I don't know shit about it, but I know that there were uh, they were wary that this rebel group was headed to the city. So uh, that smells like a revolution to me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, man. I don't. I haven't dived into it because I don't know what to trust from what sources. But uh-huh. uh, apparently, it's blown over. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Differences so no were settled. War. Put aside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people who got the right uh the right money was exchanged into the right hands. <laughs> the bag of money with the dollar sign on it. <laughs> it's just a warlord or some shit out of fuck. They did a da- they did a dance off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then they settled their differences that way. How all differences should be settled. Uh-huh. Exactly. Definitely. I've not really dove into the history, but there's an interesting story about when Haile Selassie was deposed. And he basically had sort of liberalized the universities and colleges in Ethiopia. Hmm. And, like, whereas other, uh, you know, royals had, like, banned, like, the teaching of Marx before him. Uh He said, ah, that's fine. It's okay. Well, so he ends up getting deposed by some college kids that kind of, like, (laughs) learn Marx. And then they kind of fumbled it a little bit in the end, but they still let him, like, like, Live out the rest of his days in his palace with his like his lines and shit. Yeah, that so. was the coolest thing that I know about him, man. Uh, I don't know much about Rastafarianism, but like my uh, my extended family in Brooklyn, man, and down in uh, Flatbush, they got like if you go into their house, man, like in the basement, they just uh-huh. got a poster of him, like a photograph, and he's just striding, man, like yeah. decked out in military gear with these two fucking lions Damn. that are unleashed. He looks cool as hell. <laughs> you have to say he looks cool as shit. <laughs> This shit look badass as hell, it does, man. It's kind of fu- it's kind of funny because I I studied about the Rastas for a little bit for this project I was doing, and it's funny because he was like he's he was sort of like he did the whole thing like it's a little Trumpian where like like this group were calling him like Jesus Christ reincarnated, right? Like in Jamaica, the Rastas, <laughs> and he he wouldn't. Like say no to that. <laughs> he would le- he wouldn't really lean into it, but he wouldn't deny it either. Yeah, he w- yeah he would not <laughs> confirm nor deny that he was the resurrected Christ. <laughs> but also the other thing that he did that was kind of funny was like he was like one of these guys that said that he could trace his like lineage back to the house of David. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of like stuff. And so I don't know. It's kind of an interesting. It's kind of some uncut gems kind of shit. I don't know. Oh man. I don't know, man. I think that's the way that you got to do it, though, right? You got to walk that. Because you can't give people too much bullshit, right? That sounds like bullshit. Because people aren't going to believe it, you know? Right. You got to, like, let <laughs> right. people fill in those blank, those negative spaces, you know, and yeah. assume what they yeah. want. Like, maybe I can walk on water. Who knows? Who can say? Who's to say, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, uh, you, do you think that's, like, one of the few instances in history where, like, I don't know. Maybe this is a false distinction or dichotomy or whatever, but isn't there kind of this setup between like, do ideas drive history or does, you know, class struggle drive history? And do you think that's one of those um, sort of rare occasions where like ideas were in the driver's seat? Because that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't allowed that teaching into his universities or schools or whatever you know what i'm saying like yeah i know what you're saying if he didn't allow those ideas to proliferate then they wouldn't have been his own like downfall right 
Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, he's like, hey, what's the worst that could happen? Let them learn whatever they want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> is that, I don't even know what happened there. Is it like some college students? Like, was that one of the rare instances in which like a, co- a college, like sort of countercultural movement actually took power? In, well, did I guess I guess I should say it's not clear. I, I don't want to make it sound like you know, like the college Democrats just to, like took over the like Ethiopian <laughs> throne, <laughs> like YDSA or some shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah, like YDSA just rolled in there and like they ran Ethiopia. But like it was led by people that had like sort of learned Marxism in the university system when he sort of liberalized like <laughs> Ethiopia's higher education. Fascinating. I don't know. I was thinking, Terrence, I mean, I don't know, but I was thinking, like, ideas versus material class struggle pushing history, and I was like, man, I guess that's the way that cults are successful, right? Because if you're a cult leader, you know, like, it's entirely based upon just, uh-huh. like, this guy just fucking telling you the most crazy shit ever, man. Uh-huh. You'll go out there and actually do things in the real physical world. I know. You know? <laughs> that's the thing, like, maybe they're, maybe the dichotomy is bullshit, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. Yeah. It seems ridiculous to say that it's either one or the other. Like, what? Where does yeah. the origin of I like idea? Is that like Hegel? Like, yeah. this is yeah. you know, it's, it's, the, it's the dialectic. It's also subject to the dialectic, I guess. Right? Uh huh. So the sad thing yeah, about yeah. all this stuff is I've only read like fifteen percent of all of it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't actually. I've no. seen tweets and memes. And that's <laughs> that's how I got. That's how I know my shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, most of my education comes second-handed from dubious sources, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, from podcasts and shit. Man. Uh, um. Shit. Well, did you guys? I guess there's several different pl- ways we can take this one. Actually, I have in a second. I have like a literal a la carte of several different articles you can choose from um i think i have three and you can all choose them. maybe we can even do them all maybe we can even get around to each like of a them sum of uh of, of deranged content <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah we're doing we're doing small plates today oh <laughs> yeah you know like tapas racist scene in temple of doom where they're eating like <laughs> monkey brains and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> like an like, episode of Fear Factor or some shit. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like that. Yeah. Well, earthworms, <laughs> like, <laughs> like bull testicles and shit. Yeah, like, people yeah, actually yeah. Eat that, bro. <laughs> like, <what> the fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um. All right, all right. Well, that's kind. That's kind of like what you were talking about. Was it ideas or? Whatever else you said it was the dry slop, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like a fear factor thing. Had not people had the innate desire to like, you know, eat cockroaches for money, Joe Rogan would have never had the Joe Rogan Experience <laughs> podcast, and Neil Young That's would probably true. still be on Spotify. That's that is true, true man. man. Shit, dude. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, damn. But the thing is, the thing about that formulation is like there are some other things that probably are in operation there, like. The drive to get pussy, or yeah, yeah, you know what I most mean. Most things like, in life are through the drive to get pussy. I'm pretty or, sure most ideas. Actually, yeah, you could if you could subdue that urge. Would you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I think about that. It's like, man, I would have so much bandwidth for other things if I weren't bound by that. 
<laughs> yeah. It makes you act like a crazy person sometimes. It really does, I mean? man. It really does. Um, well, then there's that, and then there's also like fear of death, which that really explains a lot about where ideas come from. So I don't know, man. All of these the things. Man. <laughs> yeah. The dialectic is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tom. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, I was gonna say the dialectic is fear of death or like. The the uh, not even the necessary <laughs> desire to procreate, but just to do the action, the physical action involved in procreation. You know, I, I would argue, yeah. every idea is predicated on the idea of trying to outfox death, like trying to like subvert death or like you know make it less mm. painful yeah. or whatever. It's like we're all headed toward this like great, the ultimate scary thing, and it's coming. You know, sooner or later. And like everything, every piece of art, every idea, every action is all about like trying to make sense of that or trying to prolong the time before it comes or whatever. But it's all about trying to just like stave off death. Yeah. yeah, or have some control in terms of a legacy over your own death, right? Even after you die, you know, having control over that narrative, which nobody uh, has control over that, man. I mean... That's kind of scary. That's <laughs> terrifying. It, Go ahead, Terrence. It, it's a truism, however, that in this society, in this country, there is a 98, 99% chance that you will not go out with any dignity at all. Like, it, will, <laughs> it would not be dignified. <laughs> so I have to start train tracks or some shit. We're all <laughs> in a hospital by a load. <laughs> we're all going out like Stan. Like each and every one of us. <laughs> Naked and embarrassed. <laughs> and afraid. And afraid. Naked. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly the most vulnerable. No. Also, probably in a like fluorescent lit room that gives you migraines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have Yeah, a no... room with the lighting is like sterile almost. Like it's like shows you in the worst lighting. light. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, would, it would be a whole lot easier, like the morta- mortality. It'd be a whole lot easier to bear if you just knew that it was going to be, you know, you passing through the door was going to be at least a little dignified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, such is the uh, modern human condition, man. Um, so uh let's see what do we got here today what do we got here today so you guys said you didn't want to talk russia ukraine um, no nah, make some people mad because i don't know i don't know anything I'm just out of i'm just out of my depth on it yeah same. okay fair enough you didn't want to talk banning books in schools i'll talk about that you want to talk, about, talk about that i like banned books <laughs> yeah okay. i don't yeah um <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Check mark. That's in play. God. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right. Yeah. No. I'm. I like this. I think we should take a survey, like of what we want. Yeah, but before we do it, yeah. Does Joe Rogan go in there? I feel like Joe wrote Joe Rogan is probably in that. You know, umbrella concept. Oh, banning shit. Yeah. 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 Um. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I saw some right-wing group wants to ban the teaching of, and I don't know, this could actually be an interesting discussion, 
Um, Moms Moms for Liberty co-founder Tina Deskovich claims her group doesn't want to ban an MLK book, but does want to ban schools from teaching um, from teaching students about the N word. Uh, okay. Tina says parents <laughs> need to have that conversation, not the school district. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so, so wait, is this is this like this sounds like some uh like uh, I guess it's like what they think that it's not because the word is offensive. That's not why they're saying it. It's obviously because of the like systemic like reasoning and history behind that so. right? because they could say they could make the argument that like oh you know the woke crowd you guys are all about like policing <laughs> language and shit like that like we don't want our kids to know this bad word yeah that's the continuing trend of them like trying to like use their like the woke stuff against the left or whatever yeah. it t- yeah, to exactly. them right to them it might mean that you would have to teach "Quote unquote critical race theory, man, how fascinating! Yeah. Because, like, do you guys remember, like this, like this sort of topic? It goes in cycles, obviously, right? But like in the '90s, there was a big push to ban. Was it Huckleberry Finn? Because <clears throat> I remember, right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was like a Christopher Hitchens essay that was like really um, popular and uh, well received. Like this was before nine eleven, before he like quote unquote turned. Like there was a really popular Hitchens essay about how wrong it was to ban the book, and like his fellow progressives were wrong for wanting to ban it, um, mm-hmm. because like you know children should be taught these things in the proper context, and like they're gonna you know learn it somewhere or whatever. Yeah. So like whatever. Um, and that, like, people are generally smart enough to be able to, like, separate out, like, I don't know, a, ra- a discourse around race from, like, racism, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, it seemed like, it seemed like at that time the liberals were wanting to get it out of school. But now it seems like the mm. conservatives do because now to them it's a way that, like, liberal the liberal agenda can get snuck in. Yeah, you know, and the the CRT critical race theory thing can get. I guess I don't know. I yeah. guess that's under why they, under a guise of yeah, under this guise of like uh, of being like because it's not it's not under a guise or a banner of progressivism, right? Or right, like, you know, like um, like you know, intersectionality or any of these fucking issues, these buzzwords. It's all about like uh, I guess it would be under uh, uh, just like well, you guys are saying that we're racist. Uh-huh. Right? Because we don't want to talk about slavery, but you guys are allowing your students to read books with the N word in it. Now, who's the like who's the hypocrite <laughs> now, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the liberals are fucking too stupid to yeah. like figure a way out of that shit. So. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, like the worst thing for liberals to be accused of being racist. You know what I mean? Like that's just they cannot abide by yeah. that at all. <laughs> <laughs> even by even from the chuds. <laughs> okay, so apparently. This is what the Moms for Liberty, what it is. You know that Norman Rockwell painting about, I don't know, I guess maybe it's like a a girl being, like a black girl being allowed into a school in integrated Arkansas or whatever. In Little Rock. uh, Little Rock, yeah, 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 yeah. Little Rock 9, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, in, in the painting... On you can't see it because my fucking phone sucks, but on the you know, the N word is in the on the back, like oh, on okay. the wall behind him. Um, right. So like, 
the Moms for Liberty support banning schools from from discussing that, apparently. Oh my god, man. <laughs> I don't know. Fascinating. That's, that is crazy, man. Well, I mean, obviously this is like sort of distinct from the whole mouse thing. Mm. Um which I actually don't have an a, a really an opinion on because I well, don't what, the mouse that. thing. What is it? They they want they want what is it with that? Because they want to, the conservatives want to ban it because of its depiction of the Holocaust. Is that what it is? I think it was like what they claimed was that it was because of like the nudity and the cursing. Oh my fucking god! Man. The nudity, <laughs> the nudity and the cursing. As if they care. Yo, the thing about these people is that. Like, I thought about this the other day. You know, conservatives, like, blame the left for, like, feeding too much into identity politics. But they're, like, incredibly identitarian. Like, their entire politics is wrapped around, like, white identity and, you know, uh. patriarchy. I mean, all these things, right? But, like, it's just, like, funny that these people are the ones, like, shitting bricks over children's books, man. Uh. And over cartoon characters and over M&Ms and shit like that, man. Well, they don't... It is actually pretty fascinating because, like, the public schools are one of the last remaining places of, like, where the general consensus reality has to be sort of hashed out and agreed upon in some way, you know? So it's like now everything is a landmine. Like, everything is so fraught um, that they can't— It's a battlefield. Everything is a battle. Everything is a battle. (laughs) It has to be won. You have to fight over fucking every— Each book, you know, every every fucking (laughs) discipline, the way it's taught. Yeah, it's just like— It's so exhausting. It's like, Jesus, like— Well, I mean, that that shows you another thing, too. Like, a lot of the people who go to these school board meetings and stuff. I mean, they're they're people who have time on their hands to, like, go and get pissed about the (laughs) fact that they're teaching a Norman Rockwell painting. (laughs) And stay up late at, like, 3 a.m. on Facebook and shit, making multiple accounts and, like, fucking, like, just, like, brigading people and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It rules. It rules. It's a full-time job, man. What's What's the line these days on Huck Finn? Has Huck has Huck been claimed by cancel culture or what's going on? <laughs> Damn, I don't know, man. Um, I haven't heard much on the Huck Finn beat in a few years. Yeah, I um, it seems like it's probably not getting t- taught anywhere these days. We didn't we didn't <laughs> read it in school. Well, didn't they do like an abridged version that took all the the like sort. All the N words out. All the N yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like like it, like when I was uh, in seventh grade and bought Wu Tang Forever at Walmart, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Could you imagine who's like said someone it, said it backwards? <laughs> this was before like computers really in the nineties, like when they did that abridged. So like someone's job was to go through and mark out every single one. <laughs> they were the Edward guy, yeah. <laughs> We should do that. We should just take a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, honey, I'm getting a promotion at work. Uh, I'm the new N-word guy. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be comfortable with my job title, though. I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to say the whole thing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hey, dude. That's like the... Um, that's like the director of Empath and Humans. <laughs> like, whatever that, like, lady got... Job that lady got at that NFT <laughs> yeah, job. What was that? What was that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, empath, em, empathy, and human connection, or something like that. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you oh, tell man. your wife, actually, I'm, I'm the head of Empathy and Human Connection. What does that mean? <laughs> that means I take the N words out of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Jesus fucking oh, Christ. Oh, that's too good. Oh. Dude, it has been a weird... It's been a very deranged week. Like, you can tell just by the, yeah, the the courses I'm about to put in front of you. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, obviously, there is the one that you guys sent me earlier. Now I'm struggling to find it. I think it was in the Washington Post. Opinion. Mm. Here it is. Opinion. China is regularly called authoritarian. That doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's that one. Oh, After we've blamed them for a global <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> like it's, it's not enough to call them authoritarian. Okay. Um. Okay, that's that's your first course. Your second course, or or it can be your first. I don't know. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to get a little appetizer. You double plate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a little lamuse bouche in you first. <laughs> Or save it for the aperitif or whatever the fuck after you, um, after you know you've finished off your courses and need to digest. So this could be the last or it could yeah. be the first. Anyways, uh. the first one, China, authoritarian, not enough. <laughs> Second one, from the hottest new blog to hit the streets. My favorite and yours, cyber disobedience. Um, this is I got called a honky today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! But I think I, I, what do you want to do, Aaron? I, I'm torn yeah. here because that, that sounds tantalizing. But I might want to save that for after the appetizers. Yo, let's do the China I don't one. Spoil first. my dinner. <laughs> do the China one first. I've got I'll one more. China first. I've got one more for you. I've got one more okay. for you though. And we could we should do this one just because of. What J.D. Vance decided to say about this one, it was, I thought it was good enough to include it in here. Um, I got to find it real quick. God damn it. <laughs> um, the, yeah, your chef needs to run back to the kitchen real quick. Uh, he forgot. Here we go. J.D. Vance. The left's hatred for these truckers is so revealing. It's a profile of the truckers fighting dystopia in the American conservative. It's not a profile either. It's like a dumbass op-ed. So it's, you know, I mean, you know, that's just yeah. your standard fare. You know, that might just be your, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's your red I'm, meat. It's definitely a side. Yeah, it's yeah. a side dish. It's definitely a side. It's like your little string beans, man. Like, you know, put them drizzled in some sauce with like a little bit of like, you know, seasoning and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that, that seems like an after dinner meant to me. Maybe we can hit that for about two minutes on the way out the door. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got you. I got you, man. Yeah. Just like pack it a little bit. Just nibble it a little, little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Put it some in a dog bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it to go. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, so you want to do uh, China authoritarian not enough. In the Washington yeah, Post. Let's, let's warm. Let's cut our teeth on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's cut our teeth on that, man. Let's uh, wet our appetite. All right. Uh, this came out yesterday or two days ago, the thirty-first of January, in two thousand nine, when I began to more frequently describe China as authoritarian as a broadcast correspondent for Al Jazeera English. Some editors pushed back, believing it was too much editorializing. 
We have since become more comfortable with regularly using the designation in media coverage and beyond. But as journalists and athletes head to Beijing for the Winter Olympics, it may be time to reassess and consider calling the Chinese state what it is fast becoming a fascist one. <laughs> <laughs> Lest we have another Jesse Owens in front of Adolf Hitler situation on our hands here. Well, the funny thing about that comparison, like, which I know that that's what this writer is going for, right? Like, this writer, yeah. open. I guarantee you, this writer opened up an article like three days ago, like remembered that they held the Olympics in Nazi Germany in 1934 or whatever, and they were like, oh shit. Yeah, like the, the brain explosion. The parallels thing. are off the charts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, and that's the first funny thing about that. The second funny thing about the comparison, though, is that, like, all of the winter sports, like, there's no, like, all of them are, there's nothing like racing. Like, there's really, I guess yeah. bobsledding is kind of an inspiring thing, but, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's placing too much importance on, like, this one event. Like, the Winter Olympics. Like, if it was the Olympics Olympics, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just like, come on, dude. Nobody gives a shit. Like, what athletes? What athlete can anyone name in the Winter Olympics? I fucking can't. Sean White. That's really, uh... Is, I don't even know if is he's still snowboarder? doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he's snowboarding anymore. That would be funny, though. Like, cool runnings, but, like, it's the Chinese bobsled team, and they're trying to <laughs> prove that they're not authoritarian. They're not authoritarian yet. They're going against the stigma. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of a crossover with Red Dog type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the facts change, it's time to change our minds and our language. Ahead of the 2008 Summer Games in Beijing, international media knew China was authoritarian and described it as such when necessary, but entire articles concerning China's political system were written without mentioning it. The government had issued regulations allowing. I, just, okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it doesn't even need to be said. Uh, if you, you know, just have even the most basic sort of foundation of a sort of moral compass. I, I mean, like, the very first thing that jumps out is uh, why, when they report the news, is the United States not referred to? as authoritarian mm. you know what i mean like why exactly. not refer yeah, to the authoritarian west you know what i'm saying like absolutely wh why yeah. <laughs> why in reporting is it mandatory that we always refer to china as as um authoritarian but like we are never that i don't know yeah, exactly and not, not to even jump the gun but the whole premise or the whole issue with the whole entire article is just like yo you could be describing the united states like when she describes like Easily. fascism, like literally like nationalistic, jingoistic, you know, like race based, like you're describing the United States. But I mean, of course, like you can't make those parallels. Right. So you have to reach uh -huh. far back in time to this unique historical moment to compare China with Nazi Germany. You know, right. it's just like it's just pathetic, man. Like get a new trick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, when facts change, it's time to change our minds and our language, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, the government had issued regulations allowing the foreign press corps to travel freely around the country. Uh, the people we met on these trips, many working as labor campaigners or rights lawyers, pointed the way to a new transformative Chinese generation. Authorities then started locking up the activists they once championed. 
the country decoupled from world the world's popular social media platforms. Oh no. Oh good. Good. <laughs> oh no. Man, they really think they really think Xi Jinping's Adolf Hitler because of Weibo. <laughs> <laughs> Police began aggressively surveilling news teams, sometimes waiting in cars at the airport before we even landed. My decision to regularly use authoritarian reflected that shift. Now we should consider nomenclature once again. Okay. Um, well, I mean, again, again, um, we have more people in our prisons than China does. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not even a comparison. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a police state over there. I have no fucking idea. Maybe it's like you can't step out of your house without, like, get the fuck on the ground. But like, that's what it's like here. And so I that's. Mean, Exactly. I mean, I've never been, I've been, actually, I have been to China, but when I was a kid, right? But that's besides the point, right? I've never been, like, harassed by police in China. Mm-hmm. I've been harassed by police in multiple states in the United States. Right. <laughs> like, in Lithonia, like, you know, <laughs> in Stone Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, exactly. Yeah. Within, like, a five-mile radius of where I live. Like, right. actually, not even. 600 feet. I'm right. good, man. Like, right. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Uh, um, some will argue the country's communist foundation makes it fundamentally incompatible with fascism's right-wing roots. The respected Chinese <laughs> legal scholar Tang Bao prefers calling the country totalitarian. But consider the hallmarks of fascism. A surveillance state with a strong man invoking racism nationalism and traditional family values at home while building up a military for expansion abroad. Um, Xi Jinping, a leader who has elevated himself, also just, I don't know, the definition, I mean, obviously this is in the Washington Post, this is born from the brain of someone completely insane, but just like that definition of fascism, like that, what, whatever, however we define mm-hmm. fascism is a very... Um, highly debated thing. Yeah. Well, you know it's I mean? kind of like eugenics yeah. and socialism. It's just uh, yeah. it's one of those words du jour that mean different things to different people, and and you can just... employ it however you want for whatever like purpose. You know, right, I've, right, yeah. yeah. I've employed it quite a quite a uh, many times in life, especially as a teenager, calling things <laughs> fascist, man. Yeah, but yeah. you know. Just something I don't like. <laughs> I got some mileage. I, out of it. I've I've called definitely called more non Nazis Nazis than I have real Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've called people that are likely to agree with me Nazis. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Xi Jinping, a leader who has elevated himself to the level of Mao Zedong has built a cult of personality around him, complete with portraits in public and private spaces. Oh, my Bro, God. we got presidents on our money. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? There are American I, it's, flags it's, everywhere. Uh, it, the dissonance, <laughs> man, is off the charts. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, Woodrow Wilson, a man that called uh, Birth of a Nation... History with lightning. Is this this movie must be taught in every university and every school? Is on our fucking dime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a veritable who's who of slave owners are on our money to this day. 
I mean, we even we have have like you know Confederate. Uh, we have like bases, like army bases and shit. You know, training bases named after Confederate generals and shit, man. Not yeah. not to mention like the fucking statues, you know. Yeah, military bases <laughs> named after Confederates. Yeah, that's true. Jesus, man. Um, propaganda recalls <clears throat> China's glorious history while bewailing its past treatment by Western imperial powers allowing Beijing to play both the nationalism and victim cards. As a correspondent formerly based in China and now writing with, from Berlin, I find it difficult to ignore how much China's president ignores... Ign- <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like my brain would not allow me to say this sentence. <laughs> I find it difficult to ignore how much China's present echoes Germany's past. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> Um, why Why is it, let me ask you a question, why do you think it is that we're so prone to hyperbole with like uh, Third Reich Nazi Germany uh, comparisons? Mm. Like, Why do we just, I mean, I guess it's just, it's just a universe, almost, almost, I should say almost universally accepted. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah, there's there's still some holdouts, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad and others. There's still fridge, yeah. <laughs> Most people agree that you know that the Holocaust was a uniquely you know heinous event, right? And so right. I think that's like probably you know most of it. But like it is, fun. why do we just call like mild inconveniences like oh this is like Nazi Germany? <laughs> yeah, I think I even said yeah. it the other day when I got a barnacle on my car. Man, he's fucking Nazis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fash, bro. Man, it's like. I don't know, man. Like, maybe it's like this historical event that's like so traumatizing, like in the like historical psyche, maybe you know, uh-huh. where like it's the only. I mean, it obviously, like, actually, I'm not even gonna go there, right? I mean, there's no sense in comparing atrocities, right? But I think so in such recent memory that like the only thing it's almost like parody, like it's it's almost ridiculous and absurd in how horrific, you know like Nazi Germany wasn't it's like the only thing that people can compare to even over mild inconveniences you know but it's also i don't know man maybe like it's also a cop out in the sense that like violence like this is always happening all the time you know yeah. and mm-hmm. like we can abdicate any sort of responsibility you know by saying well at least we're not like Nazi Germany you yeah, know yeah 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 i think yeah, that's a part of yeah. it yeah I think yeah. it's I think it's partially because we did shit that was just as bad, if not worse. To we so were deflecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deflecting exactly. And so yeah. we won, and we got to write history based on that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, absorb all of the entire Third Reich like intelligence, <laughs> you know, community yes. into ours, and then just yeah. export that to every you know. Con- we, every we, country that ha- almost had a communist revolution. We 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 won in the same way Bill Winnington won championships with the ninety Chicago Bulls, though. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, technically he is a champion, but uh, <laughs> what were his contributions? You know, <laughs> dude, this is insane. You guys were right. This whole thing is fucking nuts, um, <laughs> dude. It's like. It's like it the gets, Twilight Zone, man. It gets crazier. To right perceived wrongs, Xi has a clear revanchist agenda. 
Taiwan has become his alsace lorraine Himalayan border with India, his Polish corridor, and Hong Kong is Sudanland. Oh. Are you <laughs> fucking serious? <laughs> Am I dreaming? <clears throat> with military or strong-arm tactics, he has made clear that moves to control these areas are not off the table. In addition, Beijing has reportedly moved into Bhutanese territory. China also claims most of the China, South China Sea, where it has built military outposts marked by its own nine-dash line that on a map protrudes far beyond Chinese land borders in a Levin's realm-like expansion. Oh. Oh, Hold up. Hold up. Why is Hawaii a state? Yeah, why really. Why is why, why is Guam? Why yeah. like Puerto Rico? Like, what are you talking about, dude? It's like this did not this none of that dawned on her when she wrote this. She was just like, oh yeah, this is some hot fire. Like I'm roasting Xi Jinping right now. And then she's just like, any of this stuff you could easily say about the United States, and worse, and even worse, and 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 and, and yeah, and worse. I mean, oh, I'm I'm sure that like as a very um, you know a society with a very large administrative state and bureaucratic system, a very large population and complex like culture and political economy, they are probably looking to expand in some way. I'm not denying yeah. that reality, but um, but are they doing it? I mean, there's several different things there. It's like, are they doing it at all? Like, I'm sure they probably are. They're a state. I feel like that's what the natural sort of, like, logic of, like, state development is in the 21st century. Um, but, like, are they doing it for to create a Levin's realm, a, a literally ethnically cleansed territory of, yeah. like, w- blue-eyed, blonde-haired Aryans? Like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I'm. Th- I'm not persuaded. <laughs> I'm not persuaded. Exactly. I'm not persuaded. And I mean, again, like it's like I mean, obviously she's not going to do this, but like, dude, you could look. You don't even have to look at like, uh, you know, uh, history, United States history necessarily. I mean, you could look at what's happening in like cities all over the country, right? With uh-huh. gentrification, right? With people being displaced and you know, like unhoused and shit. It's like, but she would never do that, though. Obviously, right? She wouldn't right. do that, but it's like for every point that she brings up, it's like, yeah, that's pretty sure you can check that off the United States too, you know? Every single one of them. Every um, single one, man. 21st century technology has provided the Chinese Communist Party surveillance capabilities that 20th century fascists could only dream of. Facial recognition cameras work to track 1.4 billion people. Again, blah, blah, blah. If know, Hitler had things. Weibo, that's literally what she just <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, we have that here. You know what I mean? Like, everything is monitored and recorded. Um, no insta- I'm going to ask you all a question. To open, your, to open your cell phones up, you have to literally stare into it for, like, a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah. Or put your fingerprint on it, you know? It puts your fingerprint on Yeah, but totally. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Actually, I never set that up. I've been way too paranoid. It <laughs> probably doesn't even. That. It probably doesn't even matter. They've probably got my shit anyways. But I never did set it up because I was. I sh- you shouldn't. No, they say you shouldn't have it because, like, God forbid, like you get in a like altercation with law enforcement, they can just like you know make you somehow, grab your you know, finger and your like, phone. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then knock you out and just grab your thumb, you know, unlock <laughs> your phone for you. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, no entity operates freely from the CCP, including these technology champions. Uh, technology champions. 
what are I guess I I skipped the last part of that other paragraph. Companies may chase profit margins like other capitalist enterprises, but party officials step in when they see an overriding state interest. Good. <laughs> but again, that's what happens here. <laughs> yeah, and it happens here in the wor- in the opposite direction. <laughs> like in the worst direction, yeah. <laughs> Those who fail to fall in line are failed. The most spectacular example being billionaire tech magnate Jack Ma, who disappeared for oh, months. Oh, we don't after... have any of those here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, yeah, he disappeared for months. I guess that is a difference. We don't black bag any of our billionaires anymore. That kind of sucks. Like that's a, honestly yeah, that's a detriment against us. That's another that's, point that's, in China's favor. They just fucking that's a pro. They dome their billionaires if they get out of control. Throw them in like a river or something like that. Oh, yeah, man. How fucking tight would it be if Bezos got out of pocket and then just like fucking yeah. hell? I don't know. Like fucking. <laughs> Who's a good example? Who 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 would black bag Bezos? <laughs> Dude, it is a good it is a pretty good comparison because it shows you that like the state actually does have some sort of like sway influence. Like they've got Yes. The people hear them coming down the street, like, oh my god, who the fuck is it? And it's <laughs> you know, and they come out and the shadow is huge, and then they come out of the shadow, and they're huge. But America is the is the one that comes down, and the shadow is big. But as they come out of the shadow, it's, it's tiny. It's a little it's mouse. like a child or some shit like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exxon, they're like, oh, shit, who's coming? Oh, shit, it's just the government. <laughs> it's just America. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that is the crucial difference. I mean, it's like China has their sort of corporations reined in, and it's like, oh, well, that's weird. Like, like. You, there's producing billionaires and people making like serious amounts of cash, but there's like, so, and I'm not saying the China, I'm not saying this is pro Chinese system because obviously I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I think it bears a little resemblance to what we would think is an ideal society. Although, mm-hmm. you know, there are yeah, certainly uh, some things to admire about it, but yeah, it's but on but like in the United States, it's like inverted. It's like the corporations <laughs> have their thumb on the politicians, whereas there, it's like the politicians have their thumb on the corporations. Yeah, like how 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 much better is it that the Sackler family were able to do what the fuck you know do what they did you know or like any of these like dynasty families or any these corporations you know that are allowed to do what they can do because of deregulation yeah. where the Chinese are just like you know what like cut that shit out man like you know I'll see you in the schoolyard man I'll see you in the alley you know black bag you and take your ass away in the paddy wagon man <laughs> well, I'm like why not dude yeah. I'm I'm for it man shit no it would be so fucking dope if elon musk just had <laughs> you know you went on rogan like, and embarrassed us all and then they he just gets like disappeared for like 90 days <laughs> <laughs> yeah 3 a.m when a parisian street just gone <laughs> yeah. Th- this is um this is interesting together with beijing's anti-union anti-labor stance the chinese economy today recalls mussolini's corporatist fascism so i guess i may have to bow out of this sentence i don't know a whole lot about Mussolini's corporatist fascism, and I don't know anything about the Chinese state's anti-union, anti-labor stance. That seems to me, though, it like you you know, like in the like Poland in the fall of the Soviet Union, there was that like that like Sudernosh or whatever. It was like a labor movement that, yeah. that was like funded by the CIA. By the CIA. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, a color yeah, yeah. revolution or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 I, so I don't know. I mean, it's just I something mean, bro, to think about. 
we're about to Joe Biden might nominate uh, what's her name uh, J. Michelle Childs or something like that a black woman who's like stringently anti-labor has like practiced on behalf and ruled in behalf of corporations you know what I'm saying and she's about to go to like the highest court in the land you know what I'm saying but China practices and you, like you said Terrence I don't know anything about these anti-union anti-labor practices I'm not saying they don't happen I do not know but I know what's happening here. It's fucking, you know? yeah, for sure shit happening here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Shit happening here, man. Um, the state has also become fixi- fixated on machismo, another fascist obsession. It bans what it considers effeminate behavior, which it associates with the LGBTQ community, where activists have also faced increasing government reprisal. It exhorts okay, men and okay, women. Okay, hold on, hold on, just a second. There's nothing wrong with banning female tendencies <laughs> at, state, at the state level. I'm sorry, that's I, 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 I agree with Beijing on this one. Outlaw sissification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's specifically why we banned Tanya from this episode. <laughs> so we can talk. We, we can talk about it. We can talk like men. Uncompromised. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think this is kind of true. Maybe this is a valid criticism. I don't know. Um, um, it is also, again, certainly true in America. You know, the central state isn't the ones perpetrating this, like, mm. whatever, in America. But it does happen in various communities and, you know, sort of subcultures in America. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I think what she's talking about i thought what she was referencing was how they like banned video games like after a certain time of day in china i think they oh, like you can only play video games between like 1 and 8 p.m or something every day yeah, or something yeah because they said kids were playing them too much <laughs> you can only game for eight hours a day <laughs> yeah another thing that china does that's awesome man like, <laughs> that is true like like unironically you should <laughs> Be banned from playing more than like an hour of eight games. hours. Is good. You can't get done what you need done in eight hours. You, you know what I mean? It exhorts Find men. A new hobby that. Um, it exhorts men and women to procreate in a sharp reversal of Beijing's decades-long one-child policy. I mean, like she would have been complaining about that too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that would have been authoritarian. Like, but now. Is, uh, is is the whole female infanticide true about China? Dude, I don't know. I've always wondered. I, you can, I, the thing about China that's so fucking hard to talk about is you. it is nearly impossible to suss out what is fucking Western propaganda and what like really goes on there without actually being there. That's the rub. That's 100%. the rub on all this shit, you know? 100%, man. And the people like, you know, and again, like, you know, I... I think that I've been there, but I haven't. I was there when I was a kid, right? So this goes for me too. But Americans often talk about countries that they've never been to. And Uh I feel like when people from other countries do that, I'm like, okay, that's fair because we export culture, we export propaganda. Everybody knows America fucking sucks. I don't care where you live in the world, right? But Uh Americans love to talk shit about other countries that they've never been to. And it's like the only information I'm getting, like you said, Tom, is either like, I don't know, could it be propaganda on both sides? I'm more inclined to believe it's Western propaganda. So I don't know, you know? I would rather not weigh in or at least sort of go by the rule that my government is always fucking lying to me. Uh-huh. Right, right. Than buy into the bullshit, you know? Right. It's And it's almost to the degree that any of that's true. Like, I mean, I know she's going to get into the sort of the Uyghur thing here in this piece. 
But like the degree to, to that any of that is true, it's almost like a boy that cried wolf situation. Like we've been fed so much bullshit by our own fucking like sort of propaganda apparatuses that like our brains get scrambled and if real atrocities were to pop off, we would never know the fucking truth about them because we've been lied to so goddamn much. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It would it would be hard to know what was true and what wasn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um um blah 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 uh critically beijing targets ethnic han chinese in this campaign in its eyes the master race the quote-unquote master race against minorities most troubling troublingly against muslim uyghurs the state has sought to prevent births including by using extreme measures such as forced sterilization its treatment of uyghurs not as citizens but rather a problem to be dealt with has led to the establishment of hundreds of re-education camps that experts say constitute the largest detention of ethnic and religious minorities since World War II. The legislatures of several democracies have called what's happening genocide. And then we get some pictures of um, marching troops. Uh, Mm -hmm. We get a picture of um, a tall barbed wire, a tall fence with barbed wire on top. The funny thing about that photo, the the fence with barbed wire on the top, is like compared to an American prison, like that is, I mean, you you, yeah, I don't know. It's like the American prison is a is a highly sophisticated technological, um, you know, designed feature. to break you mentally, physically, right. emotionally, <laughs> yes, spiritually, everything. Yeah, and no prisons are good. That's, I, that's that's not what we're saying here. But man, th- that shit drives me the most nuts. It's like we were talking about in the chat or the group chat earlier. Is it's like. How the fuck are you going to fix your goddamn mouth to talk about China is not a friend to Muslims after what this fucking country has done to most much of that Muslim world for as long as I've been alive and longer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm supposed like to the, believe the now. The levels of hypocrisy are off the charts with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to believe now that suddenly yeah. you have some new y'all, found, y'all genocide like, concern. Y'all genocide. You genocide. <laughs> Yeah, you genocide two million fucking Iraqis, but all of a sudden you have this like bleeding heart for like this religious minority group. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not even saying I don't even know what the deal with the the Uyghur thing is. But what I do know is that some of the coverage around it feels a little patria e vita to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh huh. I, I mean, it's just like I mean, I don't know, man. I mean. I remember I uh, I had posted something about um, about infrastructure in China and somebody replied with like, well, China uh, had this traffic jam that lasted a week or something like that, like ten years ago, and they're showing pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's Come called the Suez out. Canal block. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, the pictures they were showing me, uh, people were like, hey, those are like doctored and edited edited pictures of a highway in California, man. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's just like, yeah, you show me pictures of like, and again, Tom, like you said, not, we're not comparing prisons here. All prisons are fucking bad. Yeah. I'm, but like, I'm, how do I know that's not a prison in Georgia, man? Like, yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about? Dude? Yeah. How do you know that's not fucking, what's his ass in Arizona? Uh, chef, <laughs> chef, chief Joe Arpaio's open air fucking tent city prison he had over there where he made like men dress up in pink jumpsuits which you're accusing uh you know xi jinping of cracking down on yeah and i wouldn't like it seems to me yes just to make clear i'm not saying like one type of prison is better than the other. They're all bad. 
we're breaking prisons here. <laughs> no, the, the point is just like the stories you hear of like the banality, like of how just a violent and shit ours is. Like, you know, I just hear it doing the radio show stories of guys who got like falsely accused and in prison for like nine years just like like sucked into the system because they got picked up on some bullshit charge and then just nine years of their life gone it's like yeah yeah and not not for religious belief or ethnicity and not that those things would be right either but actually in america we can talk about like a black underclass and the majority of people who are in prison but that's even another conversation but this is because somebody's getting picked up over some frivolous stupid shit you know yeah like not that it's any better but it's like yeah dude it happens here for the most insane reasons and people lose their entire lives to it you know i know i know it's fucking insane man. you know the the craziest thing to me about that about her pointing that out is um it seems to me from reading this that her politics are like sort of vaguely progressive or liberal i mean yeah. i would say just like, just like vaguely liberal because you like threw in the thing there about like their anti-labor anti-union stance and some other things that kind of like have some of those catchwords but like Mm -hmm. that would mean that she's also the same people who she's also probably one of the same people that like pressured you to go vote in 2020 because of the kids in literal cages at the border and so it's like what i mean we again (laughs) like i mean like liberalism is just they've forgotten about yeah, they, they forgot, forgot what happened. Yeah, anybody checked on the kids in the cages at the border lately? Man, I'm trying to check up on my 1,200, man. Shit, dude. 1,200 no. kids in cages, man. man a lot of things know, to be made account for. That's that's that whole, that shit is that is insane. That was the number one thing. It almost mirrored like the Roy Moore. Uh, what's that boring ass dude that won the Alabama? Oh, Doug, Doug Jones. Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, I guess we got to vote for Doug because Roy Moore had a 15-year-old child bride in the 70s. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, we got to vote for Biden because, well, kids in cages at the border. And then you see that Biden's deported, like, by a factor of five, more people in one year than Trump did in four years. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Doug Jones then was... when you bring it up to... Go ahead, go ahead, Terrence. I was just going to say Doug Jones was back in the news this week because he's helping Biden... Uh, select the um, Supreme Court, not um, no. pick. No. <laughs> he's like Mr. he's Mr. leaving the charge ass. on that. They like put Doug it, Jones in charge. I'm pretty sure. I thought that's what I the said. The obvious choice, you know, to to <laughs> to lead the search to Man, name somebody I, to the highest court. I get him and Tim Kaine mixed up, like visually. They both look like Mr. Magoo or some shit. Man, yeah, they both got the same kind of energy, man. Uh, Tim Kaine speaks Spanish and Doug Jones doesn't. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so if you hear Doug Jones speaking Spanish. That's actually Tim Kaine. <laughs> Even if he tells you that he's Doug Jones, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, damn, we really dined out on this on this one, didn't we? We uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, taken together, authoritarian used to also describe declining democratic states. Declining democratic states such as Hungary and Turkey. Hardly feels enough, nor does it feel accurate. That is a disservice to the public. Journalists, politicians, and others should consider calling elements of the Chinese state fascistic if they are not entirely comfortable describing the state writ large as fascist. We may be facing an absence of existing terminology to properly describe contemporary China, but that behooves us to rethink our vocabulary and not dismiss the F-word out of hand. All right, like... 
<laughs> I think every I feel like every state with the I don't know I mean even the ones that I publicly I unironically like support like Cuba yes I'm sure that yeah. like every single administrative state in the 21st century has to by its very nature be fascistic like I think that yes. that is like I think that's you know what I'm saying like yeah, um, the state, I mean, in its conception, construction, its duties, its functions, you could say that it, it's fascistic. It does fascistic things. Not to say people live in a fascist state, but, I mean, it has fascistic qualities as a state well, inherently, you know, could yeah, be said. I, you know? Well, a yeah. state is inherently fascistic. Anything that's like that uses brute force to yeah. maintain some sort of order is it by is just in and of itself fascistic. Right, yeah. And and there are like contingencies and like circumstances like mm. during and after a revolution or whatever in which like the necessities for holding on to the gains made in that revolution I think that that is um, a part of the sort of state government governance like it's just an inevitable part of it but um, so like she's just kind of pointing at a tru- truism about like. We should, if you're not comfortable with calling China fully fascist, you have to say there's fascistic elements. And it's like, okay, um, it took us, you know, this entire article to get to this point, and you to literally like draw all of these really <laughs> forced, pained comparisons, like Leben's realm and <laughs> Mussolini's <laughs> corporatist fascism, yeah. Yeah. to sort of make that point. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just and a then, fucking obvious. And I mean, like one thing too that. I'm going to just say one last thing, too, is that she, like, said she gave the definition of fascism, and then I'm pretty sure she's also one of the people who called Donald Trump a fascist, which, fair, dude. Like, whatever. I'm not even getting getting into that debate. Like, sure, he's a fascist. Fine. But then, okay, so we elected the United States had the, had the, uh, the infrastructure, I guess, or institutions to allow a fascist to win an election, but that doesn't make the United States fascist in any way in itself you know what i mean exactly it's like come on dude right 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 oh yeah Uh, no you're right um damn we stripped the bones on that one man yeah we did yeah we did lick the plate clean man shit yeah and just listen (laughs) before anybody calls and says to me your friend aaron thorpe denies the uyghur genocide and all that stuff like that's uh, our line on that is 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 not a a value judgment or even just like a calling that if that's happened or not it is just to say that western media is notoriously unreliable about these sorts of things and if you take a peek in your own fucking closet you'll see that the same things that we're grandstanding about are things we ourselves do that's all that's that's absolutely i'm gonna go ahead and say that's the official party line on that if that's y'all okay with that. I, Abs- absolutely man just would, you know just to take it with a grain of salt everything that you read and hear yeah i would even the Uyghur thing a lot of things i would even yeah. dial i would even dial even further into the epistemological aspect of it in the sense that like unless you work for the state department your opinion your opinion on it does not matter all of it is just a parlor room debate. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's just right, like, right. you can have an opinion about it, but usually when people try to get my opinion about it, well, I, I, 10 times out of 10, it's 
mediated by this show or by online in some way. But like I've never encountered a single person in my day-to-day existence or whatever who has A, asked me what my opinion on it is, or B, even displayed their own opinion on it. So it's like it is entirely it's so abstract that that's why like I it's just it's phenomenal of it's like it's it's really bizarre. It's like I can't even understand it when people get mad about me having an opinion on it or whatever. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about, dude? I, like, I don't fucking like Listen, yeah. bro, not to, not to out myself too much, but, but, but my sister works for the State Department. Her opinion doesn't matter, too, trust me. <laughs> like, your opinion doesn't fucking matter either, dude. Right. Like, come the fuck on, man. All right. Um, let me... I, I, I want to save the... the the dessert until the very, very last. All right. I, I'm going to give you this yeah, right. American conservative one because and I know we're at it over an hour, but if you guys don't have anything to do, let's I don't, just, I don't, I don't get a shit. I got a hard three thirty stop. I have to mention that. Gotcha. That we got about okay. 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes, cool. All right. Uh, this is the truckers fighting dystopia in the American conservative. I just liked it because of the opening. Martin Scorsese. Oh, this is our boy JD. No, this is so Amari. But JD was okay, repping okay. it. Um, okay, okay. So Reb Amari is a <clears throat> funny uh, sort of right wing commentator. He got like in a really big a row, a public row <laughs> with oh, dude, who the fuck was it? I think it was David French because like David French published, so he like put something on his Facebook and then Amari wrote something about it. They had a huge like knockdown drag out fight like a couple years ago all over a facebook post don't ask me how i know this <laughs> <laughs> um martin scorsese angered global nerddom a few years ago by asserting that today's comic book movies don't really count as cinema since they don't achieve the kind of aesthetic emotional and spiritual revelation we associate with the art forms masters this is an article about the canadian truck drivers by the way yeah, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Where is it starting off at? Man? It's it's interesting where it goes. I feel like, wait, can I just say real quick? I feel like you can tell something's gonna be really fucking bad if they take a topic that's so far removed from the subject matter at hand just to find a way to rope you into it. You know, <laughs> like they'll just be like, I'm gonna talk about like you know 18th century like cheeses in yeah. France or some shit like that in the cultivation <laughs> of cheese to talk about like you know what I'm saying like the food drug administration or some shit it's like you're dude, right you dude. don't have to do that man. <laughs> oh yeah go ahead um, uh, these franchise flicks endlessly recycle the same schlocky mythology about men and women in tights with stories and ideas not much deeper than softcore porn plots but there are very few exceptions and a more charitable Scorsese might have taken note of these one is Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy with its gripping if not exactly subtle meditations on the war on terror and class war another is Logan the 2017 uh, Wolverine movie featuring one of the most chillingly plausible portraits of American dystopia ever put to the digital screen put it this way in Logan we might just glimpse what the world will look like once the COVID dust settles in 2029, when the film's events take place, everything goes on as before, more or less, but everything has just gotten shittier. There's still with mutants, though. <laughs> He's talking about a movie with fucking people with the superpowers, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's still an American economy. The dollar has not collapsed. Vegas still glitters. But everything is colder, more inhumane, and alienating. Um, 
the population is aging. Dr. Xavier is a bit senile, blah, blah, blah. One of our film's most unforgettable scenes has our protagonist trying to navigate Midwestern highways while humongous, heavily armed autonomous trucks whiz by at wide-watering speeds. These machines barrel onward to their destinations, taking no pity on anyone else trying to share the road. But, uh, so before I go any further, <laughs> wait, so I forgot. Do you guys, did you read anything about the Canadian truck drivers? Like, why is the right so obsessed with it right now i i don't i have no idea tom do you know i have no idea all i heard was that jd vance made some comments about it like the either, treatment though. of these truck drivers is abysmal or something and when i'm senator of ohio i aim to change what's going on with canadian truck drivers <laughs> <laughs> um you open up a canadian embassy so in the district. I, which is to say that I am vaguely aware that this is like their, you know, cause du jour, but I don't know much else about it. This is no. the thing. You're right, dude. JD has taken a, like, anti... Because where this is going is an anti-Silicon Valley thing. Because it says... Because, you know, like, the conservatives have latched on to, like, tech as, like, the big liberal whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to the censorship and shit like that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah if some... <laughs> it, sil- it, it, go ahead. No, it just, I mean, it kind of reminds you of what liberals have been doing with corporations and banks forever, where, like, on the campaign trail, they lambast them and say all these things, and they just kind of wink to them, like, suddenly uh-huh. behind closed doors. Exactly. And they continue to get, like, J.D. Vance is a, one of these Silicon Valley guys, but, like, on the campaign trail, he can't be that. You know what I mean? He has to be the maverick. He has to be the guy that came out of that world and came back home and da-da-da-da-da, because if he, like... It's too much like those, like, you know, people in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, even though, like, Peter Thiel and shit like that, yeah, he has to, uh, even though he has those direct connections, right, like, he has to he has to make it seem like he doesn't, you know, even though anybody who has a phone can look that shit up, man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is going in a really weird place um because it's you know if the silicon valley sorcerers have their way autonomous trucks like those in logan may in fact come to dominate the north american roadway killing nearly four million american jobs Uh, such a transformation would be a piece with other shifts that were underway before covid erupted the the general tendency is toward disciplining if not erasing the human element especially where the human element might inconveniently resist the world our elites wish to bring into being an interesting thing is going on here i don't know if you guys have noticed this but like in a sort of like ideological shift in a lot of people what what determines some people's um uh entire sort of like political framework and i think it's interesting is this idea of like human humanism or humanity versus like mm-hmm. transhumanism or trans humanity you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that in yeah. a gender way i'm saying in in like yeah, yeah, yeah in in humans like integration with like um synthetic systems yeah um yeah. and obviously like the vaccine has become the kind of like most um has come the biggest sort of arena for that to play out but it does seem to me that like generally the right-wingers are kind of slotting into a you know sort of like humanistic interpretation of that i hate to use that term because i don't mean it like in a traditional way you know how i mean i I know but like it but like and i feel like progressives and and liberals and and leftists have kind of been sort of forced into the sort of um you know post-humanism transhumanism like kind of uh, side of that debate and i don't know it's just an interesting thing because i don't really come down 
I mean, I, I personally, I'm pretty paranoid, so I, I don't really want to have any kind of further integration with like um, technological systems that can surveil us and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I don't, you know, it's hard to like throw your lot in with like people like JD Vance doesn't mean this, but you know what I mean? Like it's hard to throw your I mean, lot Peter, in with like, yeah, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, it's kind of like, like a parallel I think about a lot is like when people talk about eco-fascism, you know, where they talk about these right wingers who are concerned with conservation um, but it's all couched within, like, um, you know, population control and uh -huh. this idea that there are these undesirables. And if we don't um, kind of protect and administer and allocate resources to the right countries or the right populations, you know, and it's a uh, yeah, man, it's kind of like like it seems like this whole transhumanism or sort of this futuristic appeal to people like Zuckerberg or Peter Thiel. It seems like it's like optimistic and positive. But then I'm like, yo, these are like the same people who like dabble with like race scientists. You know, I don't know <laughs> right. if I want to be. Right. I don't know if I want to be a part of that fucking future. You know, it's very unfortunate because like the right kind of latched onto that, and that became anti-vaccine vaccine or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think yeah. it was partly because of the mRNA technology. And I think that like there is just this vague feeling among a lot of people that like technology has gotten out of control because there's been no accompanying um rise in wages or in any material living conditions or and even so, regulation right and or so public understanding of these things right know? right yeah or that yeah and so they're being kind of pushed into alignment with the right on that and like no one in the I mean, there's no institutional form on the left to even combat that or bring them into, you know? So it's just, mm. it's become a really unfortunate thing that, like, I think is a big reason behind this whole idea of, like, the post-left or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. it's it's just one of the sort of, I, in my opinion, overlooked elements of, yeah, how the ideological sausage gets made. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, because it might, it might also be, too, like, you know where the left like it's it's project is confronting capital right but in such an interconnected digital world right like those battle like those battle lines aren't so like explicitly drawn and it's hard to know like you know where to like fight at right so people will be like oh we just log off you know everything will be fine it's like no motherfucker like the right isn't telling their people to log off they're saying we're gonna build new ecosystems for our for our you know channels of communication you know that like is weird social media services and shit maybe yeah. some place maybe a, a play a point of intervention there then could be like all right like for a leftist kind of like humanistic vision there if that's something that you truly value and, and really mm -hmm. care about it's like you you really yeah you really should have to advocate for full luddism like disconnect <laughs> with all Social media stuff, and I'm almost there, my friend. I feel, I really mm -hmm. feel that way a lot. Uh, because yeah, it's true, because, like, there's nothing more inherently trustful about being on these things all day than there is about getting the vaccine. Um, mm. Because they both, you know, they both are kind of emblematic of our, you know, integration with this increasingly post-human world. Um, mm. But maybe not. I don't know. The thing is about mRNA, someone tried to explain it to us in our comments, and it sounded like a pretty good explanation. I think it, what it does is it just in, instructs your, I think it instructs your body to, your cells to replicate the virus within you, and then your immune system okay. goes. Okay. 
I don't know. That sounds kind of so. It's scary, like a though. copy machine for your cells <laughs> for the virus in your body or some shit. Maybe, yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, I I saw the other day, and I don't want to be too crude in my humor about this, but like you know, where they're doing the first uh, mRNA HIV vaccine. And I was thinking Dude. in my head, I was like, dear God, I hope this is not like the COVID thing where people get on some free love shit and thinking that it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to prevent infections. And it's just like, yeah. actually, you'll just get like a less worse version of this. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a, I saw some people saying like a couple of days ago, like, um, I don't know. It was weird. I had just watched this movie called Cold Case Hammerschel. It's about the 1961, like, probable assassination of the U.N. Secretary General Doug Hammarskjöld in the Congo. And um, and the movie goes off on some insane digressions. But I feel like they make some pretty good connections between, like, um, CIA proxy armies, like, deliberately infecting people with AIDS at the end of our apartheid as a kind of like white mm. supremacist project to sort of like, mm. yeah. you know, to take down the anti-apartheid movement. And, Jesus uh, Christ. And so, I mean, like people were saying, people were, it, I mean, people were making the point like MRNA vex, you know, MRNA technology gave us the HIV, um, you know, solution, the HIV cure, and you're still going to be anti-vax. And it's like, well, people are anti, some people are anti-vax because, various diseases have been spread through intentional like <laughs> right, vaccine, right. you know like these that's 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 where like the whole sort of paranoia about the flu vaccine gives you the flu comes from somebody didn't just dream that up you know what i mean like that actually happened i think with one of jonas salk's experiments kind of got out of control and they were actually just injecting people with live influenza virus or something Jesus. like that and then just from there it is well i can get the flu from the flu vaccine that's yeah. a much more mild example of the CIA giving people AIDS in sub-Saharan <laughs> Africa, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which is, it's just another example of, like, chickens coming home to roost. It's just, like, you guys created all of the conditions for the things that you spend so much time bitching about. So stop fucking bitching about it and just fucking, you know what I mean? Just, you made you made the Hail Selassie move, man. You gave them, you gave them knowledge and information, which... Uh, <laughs> You didn't think they would wield against you. <laughs> they did, dude. <laughs> God damn. Right. All right. All right. Tom's got like five minutes, so I'm gonna give I'm I just gotta dangle the I gotta dangle the aperitif, the little dessert. This is John Aravosis, a guy who I've, you know, known about kind of vaguely for years. I think he's like one of those former NatSec guys who kind of like became a a lib, like a, a Hillary lib. In like I, see, I see him on Twitter from time to time being like, you know, doing the whole blue wave stuff. But then like in his bio, it'd be like 15 years with the CIA. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's who he is, but anyway, something like that. Like during like Pride Month, he changes his profile to like a rainbow fucking like a <laughs> rainbow shit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a blog called Cyber Disobedience, which is a plus, man. I love that name, Cyber Disobedience. Oh wait, this is the hockey one. Yes. Ah! Hell yeah. The article. Okay, boy, I, I did. I spoiled my dinner on on the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Tom, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Yeah, you sound far away now. My bad. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah we can hear you now. All okay. right. The, okay. Yeah, the article. I got called a honky today. 
Um, I waded into a little Twitter storm last night that sadly tells us a lot about why the left is so bad at messaging. I advise people not to use obscure, obscure acronyms and abbreviations unless you also explain what they mean. Specifically, I was responding. Do you guys know what the what this is about? Do you know the acronym? No, I'm like, did, is no, it, no, he no. talking about me? Did I get into like did I, He's talking about me. Did I get into it? This motherfucker, man, dude. Like, no. You may have the <laughs> the acronym, and he admits to just learning what it was just a few years ago. The acronym that he's talking about, though, I'll just tell you. Specifically, I was responding to this tweet by HuffPost's Philip Lewis, a great guy who I've followed for years, about a series of bomb threats at historically black colleges and universities, or HBCUs. I'd never heard of the term HBCU until a few years ago. <laughs> and I guarantee, oh, oh, oh. This, is the, this is the part where, like, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm not going to try to front like, uh, you know, obviously I'm pretty white. Like, I'm pretty sure that there are probably some like corn fed motherfuckers in Ohio, Iowa <laughs> who have never heard of an HBCU. Um, but this is where the, this is where it gets ridiculous. I guarantee that a lot of people on Twitter have no idea what HBCU even means and thus wouldn't learn anything from Phillips tweet. So it's like, come on, dude, most people. I mean, most aside from a few know. exceptions, most people know what the fuck it is. Also, context clues, motherfucker. If he's talking about, like, fucking, <laughs> they teach you that shit in language arts, bro, in, like, third grade. What the fuck are you literally, talking about, man? You're right, dude. It's literally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Context Um, I like, though, how he had to, like, prove that he's not racist because he said HuffPost Philip Lewis, a great guy. Who am I followed for you? What of the good like, ones? Like trust, yeah. <laughs> He's like trust me, trust me. My not knowing about HBCUs is not because I'm racist. Which you know, I mean, again, that could be true for a certain select group of people. But for yeah. a guy that worked for the CIA, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying that shit, man. He probably feeded the propaganda. I don't know about that shit, bro. Um. Uh, I've raised the same concerns about abbreviations and acronyms like AAPI, uh, BIPOC, LGBTQIA+, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I, but I think that what had happened was uh, someone just sent him a message that just said, fuck you, honky. And that was <laughs> that was really what sent him over the edge. So this whole thing is just his grievance about being called a honky for not knowing what HBCU was. <laughs> Is he doing any, my question is, is he doing any like self-flagellation? Is he like, well, for penance this year, I'm going to go to Howard Homecoming and, uh, you know, <laughs> me and Philip Lewis. He's not dead. <laughs> I mean, dude, there are, it's so funny. Why would you get offended? <laughs> About somebody calling you a hockey man. I love how you can know the intricate <laughs> details of like what's happening with global terrorism, but you don't know what HBCU means. Yeah. Like you know all the great what really all the great secrets of the world are from working with the CIA. Oh man, you know, this is this is a rich yeah, vein. Not know not know about Bethune Cookman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you Hampton don't. Or Pretty sure you know all the acronym organizations and like you know the uh, deep state network, but you don't know what HBCU is, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he worked, like the, you're right. He worked in the intelligence community where everything is a fucking acronym. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fucking right. like fright, man. Like, come on, dude. 
the fuck? Yeah, I think oh, there's shit. you don't really need to say anything beyond that. It kind of just speaks <laughs> <Nah>. for itself. <laughs> fuck you, honky. That speaks for itself. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like that this incident like just prompted him to write a whole last thing about it. So <laughs> he was that aggrieved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the left's fault. <laughs> <laughs> the dastardly left again. Add it again. Add it again with the acronyms. <laughs> oh man. Well, oh, like I said, there's some rich shit here. I wish we could go a little further because he's drawing a com- comparison because he's gay and he was like saying that like. He's like, I've held the straight world's hand for years, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It's just. That was time for black people to hold my hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty say? much. He's basically yeah. saying now it's time for, Now it's time for, for the black community to step up for me. <laughs> now it's time for the black community to carry me on their backs. <laughs> like, come on, bro. No, man. God, dude. Just take the L, bro. Just take the L, man. I. Oh, well, it's a good blog post. It's a classic example in like an entire blog post just posting L's, posting people being like, Fuck you. <laughs> like <clears throat> um All right, well, uh that about sums it up for today. Tom will let you go if you need to hop off. Sorry we kept you so long. Um see you boys, it was fun. Peace oh, yeah. out. Catch you up um, there next time. All right. Go to ch- right. check us out on Patreon if you could please. P A T R E O N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party and uh, throw us some money. Um, We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. All right.